Chuck is weak. I think we can beat him. I think we can beat God. Chris Mosier. This is Monster of the Week, creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. We're in season 15. This is the last episode seven we will recover of Supernatural Damn. on the podcast. This is the last episode that would have aired on December 5th, 2019, although technically you could have said that about every episode previous. Chris, how are you today? I'm doing all right, Jeremy. How are you? I'm doing good, my man. I uh, I think we're going to have an interesting episode on this week, just because uh, you seem to be a little bit more enamored with this episode than I am. Um, yeah. I think that there's some really funny moments in this episode. I think there's some really cool moments in this episode. Uh, I don't know why I'm spending so much time learning about new old friends in season 15 <laughs> i gotta say i i don't like that i know i, don't, I just <laughs> i know we have complained about bringing back old friends 
I I would have I will take an, an an old friend every episode over a new old friend that we've never heard mm-hmm. about before. This shit would have mm-hmm. annoyed me in season eight, uh, much less season fifteen, the final season of Supernatural. So just yeah. inventing somebody that Dean it, used to be just super adding like with. the fact that this guy would like chill with John Winchester. Yeah, oh, dude, it's, it's John Winchester so was horrible. a psychopath. There's no okay? way. There's no way that John Winchester used to play a song for them before they would all go on no. a hunt together. And where was Sam? They they do mention they do make sure to mention that Sam was in college for some of this. Uh, like they're like, oh, I haven't seen I just you since cannot, Sam was in like, college. I feel like like John Winchester was like close with Bobby. And I don't, that was it. I and don't I don't even know think. if he was close with Bobby. He just like trusted him as a babysitter. Yeah, yeah. I think he would there was a there was a babysitter and like wayward dad relationship there. That was John that was had really John it. had contacts. He didn't have friends. Exactly. Yeah. He had even people... even his other son, Adam, was just a contact. <laughs> just a contact. He's just an acquaintance. John Winchester had acquaintances, people he saved, and people he saved other people with. That's it. That was just that's it. That's all that there was. John would would, would call Adam and ask him questions about like math like if he was trying to figure out some like weird <laughs> equation thing because at the time adam was in algebra so he had all the textbooks and wait stuff. wait do you think because he took adam to the baseball game do you think he would only call adam b- b- looking for baseball facts like that was the basis yeah. of their relationship and like eventually adam yeah. was like you know what i do more than baseball dad like he's like no, no, don't call me that just call me john let's keep this casual john's fine yeah john's, john's fine. Good. <laughs> I'm not really comfortable with you calling me dad. Uh, so about about Hank Aaron's runs in 1972, can you can you can you look that up for me? I've got a case. Hey, Dad, uh, John's fine. What's up, bud? John, John's John's fine. Just, uh, oh shit. Uh, real anyway. quick, thank you to all the patrons over Patreon.com/slash Monster of the Week. We've had a, a pretty large influx lately, and that's super cool to see. I don't know what's happening yeah, there. Thanks, uh, we've had a bunch of people join, uh, follow us on Twitter and stuff. So that's that's pretty wild. Um. So thank you, everybody, for doing that. That's that's amazing. Y'all are the best. Monster, the Week, or excuse me, Patreon.com slash Monster of the Week is the place to do to do that. Uh, come join our Discord, hang out with super cool people, and uh, watch bad movies together. They just watched Velocity Pastor for like the fifth time this weekend, this past weekend, Chris. I don't know if you do gotta, that. Gotta give it up for them. They, they gotta get like the director in the Discord to come watch <laughs> Or something. I bet that dude Something. is easily available. Like, I'm sure he yeah. is just like, sure, I'll I come on any podcast. I bet to watch Velocipaster with a bunch of fans. <laughs> I'll do that right now, says the guy that directed <laughs> Velocipaster. Uh, Chris, what catches up? What's been happening in season 15? Let's get into the meat um, of this episode. Let's get into it. Last time on Supernatural, after an unsuccessful triple date from Witch Tinder, Sam decided he would be better off just having a ghost girlfriend instead and use one of Rowena's spells to bring back Eileen. Meanwhile, we finally caught up with Castiel as he hung out with some locals. Um, that's the end of that sentence. With pockets stuffed full of worms and a heart stuffed full of pain, the depressed angel finally had an accidental, accidental phone call with Dean, who filled him in on the whole Chuck situation. God is back, and he's still pissed. Pocket full of worms. That's Hunter stuff right there, Chris. That's Hunter. That's absolutely Hunter stuff right there. We are covering season 15, episode 7, Last Call, written by Jeremy Adams, directed by Amen Catarali. This was aired on December 5th, 2019. Closing time. Dean goes off to on his own to take on a case. Meanwhile, Castiel has an idea of how he can help Sam track down God. Dude, Castiel on this episode has ice in his veins and iron in his heart, dude. He is like... He's cold and hard. It's so weird because I I have this thing about this episode where like I'm coming in with some negative energy, but like the more I think about the stuff that happens, the more I like it. 
And I don't. I'm gonna get you hyped up. I'm gonna get you hyped up. So I guess let's just get into it because this this may be one of those like tearing Jeremy around episodes. Um, we start out in Texoma, Texas, um, which can't be a real place, right? Nobody's ever been I'm to Texas. I'm not buying it. Do you think you think Texoma actually exists, or like if I if I type in Texoma into Google, is it just gonna bring me to the supernatural episode? I think fifty uh, fifty on that one. Okay, well. Uh, we have two women stumbling out of a bar. Angela is helping a very drunk Sally get to the car. Sally wants to continue the party, but she can't because she has to vomit. So she goes off and runs to the side to do that. Angela gets in the car, checks her phone while her friend is vomiting, which seems like not cool girl code. Like I thought girl code was always no. holding the hair back, helping your helping your girls out. I've even had bros hold my hair back. Well, you have long hair. Like they would, they, they just. Get, I mean, <laughs> maybe they need to do that for you. Like I, I don't, I would not have. That. Everyone's just like, man, this man's all fucked up. <laughs> Or maybe Angela's just sick of Sally's bullshit. Like, this is the fourth time I think, she's I think it's a little bit of that. Yeah. She's she's immediately... I just kicked my laptop, if you can believe that. Uh-oh. Um, I think, <laughs> I think she's just she's had enough of Sally. Sally's <laughs> just done this too often. Uh, we get, like, a bunch of sound effects of Sally vomiting. And then when Sally looks back up, not only is Angela gone, but the car is gone as well. A little bait and switch there. You, um, see, you can see in one of the scenes, Angela waving her phone around in her car. Like, you can see the light, like she's yeah. being attacked. Um, and then the next scene, the car's gone. Um, you know, I thought it was just a, it was just a fun little twist. And we, Angela wakes up tied to a chair in a basement. Uh, she sees an IV running from the back of her hand into a tube that goes into, uh, through the grate of a door that's in front of her. And through the door, we see mm-hmm. like some, some very shrouded glimpses of some sort of monster. I don't even know if they, they actually name the monster in this. Oh, I know, they, they do, and I looked it up, and then I closed the tab a little while ago. Awesome. I'll, I'll see if I can pull it back up later. Super cool. <laughs> Great. It's, it's a strange creature. Um, anywho. Oh, it's um, a Merid. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what it's called. Um, all right, so we get a little glimpse of this freakish-looking alien thing, and then we cut back over to Dean just drinking some broskies in his room. Um, is this man ever not just drinking a cool beer? Um, oh wait, so he. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just I'm just now putting together. It's like the early it's, morning. It's correct? eight a.m. Yeah, and he's yeah. and he's pounding some IPAs. He's pounding some craft brews in his room. There's in his there's bed, the fully dressed. That, <laughs> there's the chance that he's finishing one from last night, which is gross. Super but, gross. Um, yeah, we've been there. We've all been there. Best. We've all we've all we've all, we've all, all woken up and drank. You realize it's still like beer. half full, and you're like, eh. yeah, why not? Uh, I don't have shit to do today. My life is garbage. <laughs> Let's do it. I already feel like shit. Let me I light mean, a cigarette and drink the, the half of this Bud Light and see what the, this day is gonna fucking bring me. Find it out halfway through. Oh yeah. I was ashing in this last. Oh, night. that that tastes wonderful! Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, um, Dean walks out into the into the. He finds a case uh, about how a, a, an article says like, "Oh, my friend was raptured <laughs> out of the parking lot or something." My friend um, was raptured while I was drunk, and he sees this headline and goes, "That's us. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's a hundred percent us. No question. I'm ready to go." <laughs> that sounds like like sort of like a, a plot of an episode of Supernatural. Absolutely, <laughs> like something that's happened to Sam and Dean. <laughs> My brother was raptured while I was drunk. <laughs> My brother was possessed by Satan when I was drunk. Basically, anything that's ever happened to Sam while Dean was drunk. Like, he could just put the while I was drunk at the end of it. Yeah. Um, um, Dean goes in the kitchen and finds Sam and Eileen uh, looking very homey together, making a full-on breakfast, including bacon. Um, and Dean kind of slowly puts together, and he's like, were you guys? And I was like, Is it, are they, are they, are they fucking? Are they, are they? That's and and Dean finishes and says, "Are you guys hung over?" And they're like, "Oh yes, yes, we had, we just we just tied one. We had too many margaritas last night." 
<laughs> and like yeah, they were they were going hard on the margs sam got a tummy ache how do you the whole thing. so now they're, they're making a big ass breakfast i like either your either your margaritas are strong enough that they just get you fucked up within like two or they're weak enough that you just that you just stop you can't drink any more sweet stuff right yeah, like you just get a toothache yeah you just get like you're just like oof, i'm done with this or you're drinking like real margaritas without a lot of sugar in them and even then you still have like it's so oof, i don't know why i'm debating this it doesn't matter anyway but sam and Aline got super um, drunk and and now they're paying for it yeah so dean is like you know what hey guys i got a i got a case you stay here you eat your bacon regular human bacon i'm sorry not human bacon bacon's made from pigs not from humans <laughs> anyway um, that's where you get your bacon from, right? Yes, yes, mostly okay, pigs. Um, so Dean's like, all right, yeah, you know, I'm just gonna head out alone. I'm gonna do this thing. I'm gonna clear my head, no sweat. Um, so he walks out of the room. Sam chases after him. Um, and Dean insists, like, yo, I just, I just want to be alone. Just want to go for a ride, do a thing. Obviously, he's hiding the fact that he wants to go hunt. Um, I'm, tr- I'm not trying to read too much. Just you know, disaster Dean into this. I think he's just trying to. Um, you know, he just he kind of just wants to go and do something, and he's gonna he's just gonna let Sam be here, be happy, do his thing. You don't need to worry about his brother. He's just gonna go. He's just kick some ass on his own and I blow think off that, some steam. I think part of this too is seeing Eileen returns back to to human form from from ghost form, seeing how happy that makes Sam, seeing them together. Like you know how it is when you come off of a breakup and then you see the super mm-hmm. saccharine sweet couple of your friend group, and you're like, I I can't. You guys are super nice people. I cannot be around with you right now. <laughs> around you right, right now. Like, right. I feel like after the breakup, coming out of a little bit of a depression, like he's he's looking at this. He's going, you know what? I think he even says this to Sam. Like, I don't need to be here bringing y'all down. Like, you guys have stuff to do. And like, gives him a big old Dean Winchester wink. Um, tells him to put a sock <laughs> on the door, which makes me like, what door? Like the door to his bedroom? Because that's weird. <laughs> the door to the, to the bunker. <laughs> or the door. So like, when the bunker the, boys want to come in and use the bathroom, they know to knock. Oh, first. shit. Sam's getting down. <laughs> Here's a 47L sock. I don't Look know how why. how long that sock is. I don't know why he's, Sam Winchester wears thigh-high sock under his under his diapers, but here we go. <laughs> <laughs> he wears those like, really, like the old man socks that yeah. go up super high. Uh, um, 42Ls, dude. <laughs> Gotta leave a little thigh there. You know what I'm saying? Gotta li- leave a little thigh. <laughs> a little, little inside thigh. Just a, just a sneak peek. Just Something a little bit. About. I leave very um, visual you know what i'm saying she likes a little thigh yes, yes. Um, so but yeah i think this is i think this is dean just like he yeah. wants to get out makes himself feel better but he also wants to get away from all of this and then also leave it so that they can have a good time um which is yeah. nice and so sam you know he walks back into eileen and he's like i think that's progress for dean you know he's getting on his feet that's better than staying in bed drinking beers at 8 a.m i guess <laughs> And then and then Dean shows up in Texoma and meets who I thought was going to be the main character of our, of our B too. plot. This guy's the main character of the universe. What the fuck is happening with this sheriff who a has the worst Texas accent I've heard? Just is he about like anywhere. an actor on another show or something? I don't know. I, is it, it like I looked in the trivia section and he doesn't pop up? And the Discord people when I brought it up were like, "Oh yeah, he's totally in love with Dean," which I get. I, I could totally see that. But like, yeah. extremely bad accent like implies that this Angela person just drove to Hollywood. Hollywood, where he went for a month where and they you know he but he had to come back and be a sheriff otherwise he would have been the next denzel <laughs> what <laughs> and he's just smiling at dean who's like man you're giving off a lot of energy i had a beer two hours ago and i'm just feeling weird yeah yeah i'm still drunk a little bit like i've been drinking water and coffee in the impala but i'm still drunk from last night um <laughs> i and you know dean gets the information that he needs that this the girl that uh sally um she's an alcoholic and she's she's at the bar all the time as as he goes to leave the sheriff is like hey you know what hollywood's not far away you know you could make it you got the look 
and then he turns around and walks inside and like is there's two dudes just standing outside the door who are both look like they're done with this guy's shit like they have yeah. to put up with yeah. this guy all the time but then it's, he gives them a flirty little like uh hat tip to them like yeah. this, this he's just a flirt this guy's just a flirt this guy just flirts with everybody that he meets it's very yeah. intense and i honestly thought like this is the main character this is the main character of the yeah. show this he is who been. we're gonna be dealing he should have been Ugh. anyway uh uh so do you, yeah do you know he's gonna go head over to the bar next um uh, for work reasons but also also for pleasure <laughs> also, you know? also um, for dean reasons yes <laughs> also also for dean reasons he goes in this is this is a you know it's called what swayze's or something it's called um, swayze's because there's a bunch of roadhouse references because yeah, uh, yeah. I actually i've seen that movie like a hundred times for some reason just that and the born identity that was my two top played movies my uh i may have <laughs> told you this apologies if i have my stepdad is in like the fourth sequel to that wow because is he is he one of the uh, the Roadhouse guys? Um, they filmed it in North Louisiana, where a bunch of my family's from, and they just wanted some real rough-looking biker guys, which describes yeah. my stepdad to a T. So they were like, "Can you just right. sit in the background?" And he was like, "All right, cool." But Sounds me and sick. my uh, me and my sister have been trying to find any copy of it. it does not exist online. We can't. Oh find, my god! I feel like I have to go to a truck stop to find Roadhouse Four to see if my <laughs> stepdad is in this thing. Yeah. Um, this I, I looked it up real quick. The sheriff was actually in a previous episode of Supernatural. He was a he was in he was Samson in Night Shifter in two thousand seven. Huh. So I don't know what, what okay. what's up with that, but yeah. Um. All right. So all right. Dean goes into the club or not the club, the bar. Mm-hmm. The hostess is there. Uh, another person just flirting with Dean. Everybody's like, "Ooh, <laughs> Texahoma, Texas." I guess doesn't have a lot of hunks. <laughs> So he's he's quite the stud walking through. Um, and again, like a know, woman that I, our, our character that I thought was going to be really important throughout this episode because she comes on so strong and has all of this like crazy energy towards Dean and then just like is a normal person throughout this whole thing. Like she's a normal person. She's just, just like a chick that likes to do shots has, like, and hear about good sex ideas for how to find missing people. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's her whole, that's her whole vibe. Um, so yeah, she's she's there. She's collecting phones. Um, I guess that's a thing that they do here, so that nobody is on their phone while at the bar. I don't fucking know. Um, but Dean's more than happy to give up his phone, be free of that anchor, so he can let loose a little bit. Um, and it is actually nice that we get to see Dean kind of let loose a little bit. Um, I I there was a part of me that just wished that like this episode went nowhere because it almost sort of does anyway. Like, what does any of it matter? But um. If if it was just Dean chilling, like you let Sam get fucking knocked unconscious and Cass has to save him, and the whole time Dean just has his phone off at a bar and he's just reconnecting with an old buddy and he's just drinking with people and then he comes home and he's like, you know what, Sam? I feel better. I had a great time. You'll never believe who I, had I met. A, I had a really fun night. You my, should do that sometime, dude. My, did you remember Lee from back in the day? And Sam's like, oh god, that dude was such a fucking prick. He's like, exactly. I hung out with that guy. He was a bar. He's like, God, you and him and that. Like, he is a prick. He's a total prick, and I love him. That was that was what John liked about him. Like, in, like they. <laughs> Sam and Dean aren't allowed to call. Imagine, John imagine. Dad are we writing AU fan fiction now, where Dean just gets to hang out? Oh yeah, yeah. This is probably called like comfort something or whatever. Like, there's a there's yeah. a term in the fanfic universe for this. Jeremy, I'm sure. is Dean your comfort character? Dean, no, absolutely not. No, he's he's my. Every alpha. time I see that term comfort character, I go, oh yeah, I'm old. I gotta I gotta delete all my social media. What the fuck are you people talking about? I was uh, talking with somebody that's about my age, just about people uh, that are younger than us doing that whole old man thing, and not necessarily like basing this an entire generation or thing, not like Gen Xers or millennials or whatever or boomers or whatever, but like just uh, the younger the younger generation seems to 
watch something and then bond with a character in a way that it's almost enti- I'm almost entirely unfamiliar with. And like you get a lot of that mm. with Supernatural of people, you know, seeing Dean or Castiel or Sam or whoever in Supernatural and like really like getting close to that character and thinking about him all the time and writing headcanon and writing fan fiction and all this stuff. And it's just like, it's interesting the way, like I've really, I don't know that it's a generational divide so much as it is just like a, I don't know. I don't know what that necessarily like, but I, it's not something that I do naturally. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm going on this rant right now, Chris. I don't know why this is no, on topic is, at it all. It's just interesting the way that generations, the relationship they have with media and characters. And yeah, yeah obviously I've loved different characters throughout my life, but it's never, it's never been the same way that it seems to be for young people now. And it's not, um, or maybe I just, maybe I just can't remember what it felt like. <laughs> and, but it's not disrespectful either. Like I look at these, right. at these people who, who get like, who are obsessed with Dean Winchester, for example, and are, are thinking about him writing all this stuff, like thinking about all of the way that his characters interact, his character interacts with the world around him and what that means and what that says and, and inferring so much about the character. And I'm really impressed with it because it's just not something that I do on a regular basis. And and yeah, like in that in that case, like I can see why you would look at Dean Winchester as like a comfort character, as somebody that you know you has a certain amount of traits and attributes that you go to that you are comfortable expecting his reaction from, and then you can create this mm. world around him. And it's I find that stuff really really fascinating. And Supernatural is a is a real big catalyst for that. Um, but it does make when you ask me the question is is Dean Winchester my comfort character as a joke I don't know how to respond because I'm afraid I'm going to make Tumblr mad that's <laughs> what's gonna happen I mean it's fine it's fine um, yeah no I guess I mean that, that makes sense I guess I've just uh, it's it's weird it's it's um, yeah it's, it's bizarre and I went on a totally off topic rant so Dean gives up the cell phone uh, we see that there's live music being played and he recognizes the lead singer this is Lee Webb uh, Dean walks over calls him a son of a bitch they do the man hug three taps on the back and then they're gone uh, and they find out that Lee owns, owns this bar uh, uh-huh. Dean says he's on a case Lee's like oh really okay um, and this this is where we get the door girl's name is Lorna they get some beers uh, and it's time to, to do some catch up. So Lee knows about Dean's job, which is just kind of weird off the bat. Um, yeah. um, and then Chris, the funniest part of the episode for me, yeah. <laughs> where yeah. we go back uh, to the, <laughs> it's, it's so wild going from the absolute women dancing on the bars, people doing shots, loud live music, giving up cell phones, hot flirting to, I mean, just fucking crash cut to Sam and Eileen and a, Dead quiet bunker, no music playing, no TV on in the background, just studying, just at a fucking just library. Studying. What is quiet ass studying? Oh my god, Sam, dude, what are you doing? And then Eileen, who's is like, all right, dude, I can't take any more of this. Like, do you want to like take a break and you know do something fun? And Sam starts sweating, dude, a, a flop bullets, sweat, dude. A flop sweat on his on this dude's face, just like what, dude? He's like. He's fucking sweating. And then he takes her hand as if he's A, going to propose they have sex is like the way that somebody would propose marriage. <laughs> or B, honestly, what I really think, what I really think that Sam was going to do was, was say, Eileen, we can't, we can't go any further with this. Um, I don't know that, that, I mean, they'll probably end up together or whatever anyway, but um, I feel like Sam might be in a place where he's like, yo, let's, like, we got to deal with this first. Like I we cannot be like you know fostering a relationship when we need to stop God and save the world, like, you know 
Look how look how toxic uh, Dean and Cass are right now. Because <laughs> they're trying to balance a relationship v- with saving the world. You know, it's just I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's a healthy thing to do. Um, do you think he reached over at, and was about to like reach over, grabbed her hand, and she's like, "Ooh," he's like, "I'm sorry, I just I sweat a lot." <laughs> it's it's <laughs> like <laughs> it's sexual relationships. He pulls and video his games. hand away, and the camera zooms in on just like a cup of water in his palm. <laughs> just it makes it's 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 playing Dark Souls, and it's it's being in weird sexual tension relationships that make my hand sweat so much but he grabs yep. her hand and he looks at her and he goes eileen i'm sorry we can't do this because once i sting them they stay stung and i don't want you to die again it's a one-time only spell i can't risk it and you've already been stung and she's like what the fuck what are you talking does about? that mean probably thinking to herself why am i not with the asshole dean like i could have gone with that yeah. guy but he was so obsessed oh my with God, B- is way cooler. um <laughs> she's no he's about to say something mm-hmm. holding her hands just then Cass kicks the door in because Cass is fucking big dick swinging now. Dude, Cass um, Neal comes in with the energy of, like, I'm a big dick president and you are all in my cabinet. <laughs> like, he, I heard spurs clanging as he walked in. He's not even wearing them. So, <laughs> this guy's dick is huge. Uh, and he just walks in and Sam is like, holy shit, Cass Neal, I've been calling you. I've been trying to get in touch with you. Lilith is back. <laughs> he's like, that sucks. And then he's like, Eileen, I thought you were, uh, dead she's like yeah i got better um <laughs> this is technically the first time they've met i guess yeah um, it is but yeah Cass is back in action um and anyway then we kind of cut a little forward and he's cast is, is now telling them that um they've been looking in the wrong places they need to search sam's wound uh also he reminds us that angel radio has been silent for a while um so yeah this is what we already we already sort of know this mm-hmm. but castiel has now figured out that uh Hey, Sam, yeah, when you shot God with the equalizer, uh, you fired a piece of your soul into him. Whoops. Uh, when he says, like, there's a little piece of Sam inside Chuck, I think Eileen goes, ew, which is very appropriate. <laughs> yeah. um, we cut from here to go back to Lee and Dean, who are playing catch-up. Uh, this is where we learned that Lee knew John. Uh, Dean lets him know that John died, doing what he loved, kicking ass. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure he died and not very kick-ass. Like, he Anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's not let's not get doesn't, into it. He uh, sold his soul. Yeah. <laughs> he made a deal and went to hell. He and then we, we briefly resurrected him and then shot a yellow-eyed demon and then he floated to heaven in some real bad CGI. So Die doing what he loved. Die doing what he loved. <laughs> Arguing <laughs> with Sam in a hospital. <laughs> um, so, oh yeah. And so dude, he's like, oh, how's John? And Dean's like, dude, he died 13, 13 years, years ago. ago. <laughs> There are people watching the show who aren't that old, okay? John's been dead for a while. Yeah, where were you at? I, you didn't look me up on Facebook. I sent you a friend request, Lee. Why, why, why didn't you answer? And of course, we're going to find Wait, out later. no, because Lee's in a band. Lee's in a fucking band. That's it, yeah. Uh, they give a toast to John Winchester, uh, who always liked Lee, uh, which I don't believe. Um, it's just so unbelievably hard to believe. You know, time sort of distorts things, right? Um, yeah, I feel like Lee just, you know, like, was around. <laughs> Like there he was, was around. John tolerated him. John said like one nice thing about him once, like I like that jacket, and then he stole it from Lee exactly. after a hunt one yeah, time. 100%, but Dean yeah. heard I like that jacket and just created a whole memory. And Lee's just rolling <laughs> of, with it. Of, Lee's like, I like this Dean kid. He's pretty nice. Um yeah. they uh Lee tells Dean that he stopped hunting. Um they had a thing, they had a hunt that they shared in Arizona. Um and then he did one more case in this like Texahoma town and then got out of life. He saved up some money, bought a bar, and he absolutely doesn't regret it. He he's living life to the fullest. 
meanwhile, Castiel, um, just to just to go crazy with the sexual metaphors, is like, I need to probe your wound. <laughs> yeah. uh, to, to Sam, and Eileen's like, I, I want to be there for that. Yeah, Eileen's like, I'm. I wasn't expecting it to go this way, but I can watch. I'm good. Like, I'm. I'm all right. Sam, I never got the chance to tell you about my BL manga collection, but this is what I'm this, here is, for. Uh, this is. This is kind of. This is kind of my thing. Uh, dude, you guys. Either one of you have any horse masks? Oh, okay, no. Okay, cool. Cool. No, no big deal. Right. No big deal. Maybe later. <laughs> Sam's like, wouldn't you rather this be Dean and Cash? He's like, uh-uh, I don't want any love in the equation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this needs to be. This needs to be kind of a hate situation. Uh-uh. You know what I'm saying? This needs to be. This has yeah. to be wrong. And she's signing all of this out, and and Castiel does not understand American Sign Language, which no. is the one thing no. that he's never learned in millions of years. So this is just a conversation between Sam and Eileen. <laughs> Sam's eyebrows keep going higher and higher and higher as he's trying to keep up with what she's saying. Um, At what point she's just actively like doing the um, <laughs> like the she's just Megan the Stallion thought shit of an AS, ASL and Castiel's like what is going on um yeah so he's got to probe Sam's wound Sam mm-hmm. reveals the wound can't 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 get a single fucking band-aid on that thing nope. um, just leaving it open for the for the flannel fibers to get in there he starts you know probing it <laughs> and suddenly Sam is thrown back like a fucking rag doll <laughs> smacks his head into the wall and he's out this is i mean this is one of the most impressive displays of like, I don't know how they did this, right? Like, because Sam is sitting on a bed and then the shot is like him flying up from the bed and slams into the wall and then just passes out on the bed. And, and it looks great. Like, this is a really good bit of like physical stunt work, I guess. Uh, and I just like, I'm I'm fascinated with it for some reason. Like, I rewound yeah. it to watch it over again. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. You see Eileen is flush. Like, this is what she signed up yes. for. <laughs> yes. Finally. But then Sam doesn't wake up and that's not as fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's not as good. <laughs> um, Listen, if you're going to date Sam Winchester, I'm just going to assume you fucked up. Yeah. I'm assuming that you're going to have an unconscious kink by the end of the you like relationship. Some, you like some freaky shit, <laughs> yeah, okay? Yeah. I like my boys tall, and I like them a little bit unconscious. I like them in horse masks, and I like them beating each other up a little bit. <laughs> no love. I don't want any tenderness in this, please. No, please, no. Please, no tenderness. Am I going too far with this? I don't know. I don't know when that's when the, where the line is going to be. We're already in a Where's horse mask and not, not have any tenderness, so we'll see how the episode goes. <laughs> Uh, Cassio calls Dean's other, 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 other phone, uh, begs him to call back, but of course he doesn't have the phone. Dean is doing shots with Lorna and Lee, telling a bunch of stories. And again, Lorna here is, is like featured in the frame, right? Like as if she is a, as an important, maybe not necessarily important, but like a character and she's not, (laughs) she's just a chick that like takes your cell phone and does shots with you. That's it. (laughs) So the, the very first time that, uh, Dean hugged Lee there's that like moment of tension before it like they want to like punch each other then they hug um so immediately i was like okay lee is the bad guy of this episode he's up to something um my assumptions ended up being right on every every mark 100%. i think i think lorna maybe is there to distract you from this a little bit because like she's just somebody who's affable she's just flirting with dean and she's having fun she doesn't care um sort of like puts the scene at ease a little more because maybe if it was just the two of them it would have just been too intense so she's sort of like a red herring in herself just to like distract you from the fact that he's very clearly suspicious it's the hair it's just i just don't trust it you gotta uh you gotta love supernatural for creating a woman character just for the pure sake of distracting from another male character like that's it yeah. that's, it's just what you that's yeah. what you're doing here that's supernatural <laughs> like bro. imagine imagine being this actress and go to the director and be like what's my motivation is like I, I don't know like uh, can you flirt <laughs> like, that's yeah really that what guy's hot what do you mean <laughs> yeah yeah can you can you pull your shirt up a little okay that's fine like we just want to see the belly button okay now get back in there 
Um, she's like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? <laughs> Why is he getting me a horse mask? Meanwhile, Castiel is um, calling his friend Sergi. Do you remember Sergi, Chris? Sergey? 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 Yes, I do remember him. I, of all the people to bring back, would never want to see this one coming. <laughs> Don't remember the last time we saw it. Vaguely remember the, ask, the asking for help or whatever. Don't really remember yeah i don't really remember the circumstances when i saw this dude i was like yeah no i yeah me and him yeah yeah we know each other yeah what's up some russian dude dude. or something it doesn't really matter um but he uh he's like well yeah i could definitely do you a favor but you need to help me with and he's like no 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 no. you don't understand if you don't come here right now i'm going to come to you and i'm going to burn you alive and then castiel hangs up on him uh which is an extremely baller move from castiel cast has iron in his heart now dude He's different. He's different He's now. Different. Uh, I killed one genie in, in front of a 13-year-old one... alpha, and now yeah. I am different. It was it was the genie from Aladdin. I'd had enough. I had enough. Okay. Fuck, fuck, I was going to say, fuck Will Smith. Was Will Smith the genie at some point? Am I, he um, was in the live, live action, action remake. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to say yeah. fuck Robin Williams. Robin Williams yeah, in not, the I'm not going to be mean one. to Robin Williams. Will Smith deserves it, though. I'm sure he's done something wrong. <laughs> um, I think he might be a Scientologist. Anyway, back to the bar. Dean's just having fun, just telling stories. I wish that this was the culmination of the whole episode, which is Dean having fun telling stories. Um, finally, this is where Lee starts to really put the put the pressure on him. Like, yeah, you and your mullet are suspicious. Because um, he asks Dean, hey, so uh, <laughs> what's this case you're working on? Anything, uh, you know, anything I might want to kick you out of town for? <laughs> just kidding. Um, uh, and Dean, Dean's like, oh, yeah, you know, explains what he's, what, what's going on. He shows Lee a picture of the missing girl, uh, and he's like, "Yeah, no, never, uh, never seen her around." And then Lorna from downtown, uh, three point shots, like, "Oh no, she's in here like all the time. She's yeah. the girl who doesn't drink a lot." Um, yeah, way to go, Lee. Way to go, Lee. You've blown your cover already. And then he um, kind of no, starts no to cover him from that. He starts to chide Dean, like, "Why are you working like missing?" missing person cases like i thought you would be to be on to bigger better things and dean's like yeah bigger and better isn't always better our bigger isn't always better you know like you know, no one's gonna clean this up especially not god and lee's like dude that's really dark why don't you it's take a dark. break and just hang out and yeah. um and- g-, g just going it's been a rough decade lee <laughs> <laughs> um and then, you know, Lee's like, dude, you've probably saved hundreds, if not thousands of people, which I do think Dean needs to hear that from an outside source every once in a while. Probably true. I mean, definitely true. You saved the fucking world. Um, but he's this is clearly him trying to be like, why don't you just scram? You don't need to save this girl. Yeah. <laughs> get out of yeah, here. Get the fuck out of here. Nobody cares about Angela. Um, and to distract Dean, he, he gets up and he asked if Dean remembers the song that John used to play for him uh, before they would go for hunts, which impossible that this is real just not not true sorry lee you're making this up and somehow you con dean into this because it's not true yeah. whatsoever this this scene i had an out-of-body experience and i don't remember this scene i watched myself watching this scene and i don't remember what happened it's it's you know i i know that dean has a musical career excuse me i know that jensen ackles has a musical career in the last episode i think the one that he directed we we heard a little bit of his music uh and I'm I'm fine. Like I don't remember if I said this on the podcast, but he's definitely better than Jeremy Renner's band, which isn't a high bar. But like, you know, he's it, it's okay. It's not music for me at all. Like I I don't get right. into this kind of earnest stuff. Uh, and it, it's just it's just Jensen getting on stage and singing for a solid like three and a half minutes. And I I absolutely get 
that I am missing the context of like 15, 16 years worth of conventions where Jensen and the Supernatural cast all do these songs and everybody sings and it's great, it's beautiful, it's wonderful, everybody has an amazing time. But as just me watching this TV show, completely devoid of any of that context, this was fucking miserable. It's awkward. Mm-hmm. It's I don't think he sang the song that well. I don't think it like it's just weird to if, look at. I just wish they had let Dean sing it like a drunk guy. Um, yeah, absolutely. Instead of you know getting up there and like performing a song as if he's a recording artist, um, it just seems so out of character for him to like go up there and like try to sing well and. Uh, yeah. And I kept expecting yeah. them I to... I don't want to get too much hate. I just... I didn't enjoy this. I, I didn't I, enjoy this at all. I kept expecting them to, like, undercut this. Like, I thought this was the time that we were going to see, like, a monster's perspective around the bar or something, right? Like, I thought we were going to cut away from this and hear this music in the background while something interesting happens. <laughs> but no. no, it was just the no, singing for like, a long time. It, this scene would be better if it was, like... If it was bad, if that makes sense. Like, again, I think because he's he's singing too well like he's really like putting his heart into it mm-hmm. that's that's what i was like oh you can't be doing that you're in a biker bar right now what are you doing yeah like and, and like everybody likes this which is I, I mean i've been to weird biker bars before like this like n- nobody wants these dudes up here singing at all like nobody Mm-mm. either they're Mm-mm. there for the live music and you're playing a solid set of 45 minutes or nobody wants you to sing at all they just want to hear jukebox stuff right like the, this does yep. not i'm gonna get up like there's no karaoke at the biker bar like that you will get shot and thrown out of the place yep. Um, but that's, I mean, eventually it's done. Uh, they, they finish the song. They see some dude kind of hassling this blonde woman. And then they look at each other It's roadhouse rules, roadhouse rules. And then instead of just opening the door and tossing the guy through the door, they toss him through the window, which is, you know, roadhouse rules. Um, that's, Hey, that's your problem. You you own the place. (laughs) And then, uh, once they get out of there, Dean realizes that that was Sally that they were hassling. Uh, then we cut over to Castiel, who is letting Sergey into the bunker, uh, and he is super impressed. Castiel is like, this is not a tour. You need to hurry the fuck up. You need to go fix yeah. Sam. Uh, Iron-blooded Castiel doesn't have time for this shit. No time for sightseeing, Sergey. You gotta get in and get out. Uh, Sergey walks over to Sam, opens his little mystical murder bag, pulls out a fucking crystal. Just <laughs> a fucking crystal, scans Sam with it, and then he goes, oh yeah, he's dying. I, uh, I even put in my notes, this motherfucker pulls out a crystal. <laughs> That's what I wrote. <laughs> uh, uh, just you scanned his wound with the crystal and you confirmed he's dying. Uh, and Castiel is like, Sergey, I will make swords from your bones. You need to fucking figure it out. <laughs> Sergey, Sergey, this is not this is not the time for 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 laughter. Uh, we go back to Swayze's where Lee is fixing the window while Dean interviews Sally about Angela, um, who definitely 100% believes that Angela was raptured and Dean's trying to get more information. And Lee from the background is like, Hey, you can't rapture a car. And Angela has one of the best line deliveries in the episode where she says it was a good car. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This girl's just so dead set on like, this is what happened. (laughs) My 2014 Camry with 150,000 miles never broke down. It deserves heaven. absolutely deserves deserves heaven heaven. um maybe that's that's also sweet if she thinks that her friend is just in heaven yeah absolutely yeah with her with her toyota prius or her toyota camry or whatever um meanwhile and then we got lee pulling dean aside being like i'm gonna discredit this witness okay (laughs) um he calls her a slut which seems unnecessary and untrue um, I'm kidding. He doesn't say that. Oh, okay. um, but as say, he's sort of just being like, that. yeah, no, I don't know. Let's go to the lake. Lorna comes in and she's like, no, nobody's dropping off a 
car at the lake. They're going to bring it to the junkyard. At least that's what I would do. And Dean is like, I fucking... We can you can we call you for cases in the future? You have <laughs> lots of good great ideas. <laughs> have you ever won a trucker hat? Do you want to be the new Bobby? And she's like, the new. Do you want to be the new Bobby? <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Sam, I got a new Bobby. Wait, where's Sam? Why am I alone? Dean just wakes up from, from a mind Sam's fog. Probably, yeah, Dean's waking up, just realizing, oh shit! Oh fuck! He's finally gotten sober from last night. <laughs> from last night. So Dean, the Dean is the only person who can drink and drive. Because he's just he's immune to the physical effects of alcohol, but the mental effects. Yeah, absolutely. He just forgets that the Sam isn't with him. He was probably talking to Sam the entire time on the way over here. It's just so like he he's so used to Sam just being a stick in the mud when they go out drinking that he's just like not tuned him out. Absolutely, just tuned him out like an old married couple, right? Like the the woman is just like the woman, but Sam is just over there like running his mouth, and (laughs) Dean is just like not 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 even paying attention. I don't know what he said. (laughs) Can't repeat a single word. (laughs) Sorry. Um, anyway, yeah, Lorna's, Lorna's really messing with Lee's plan here. Um, anyway, back at the bunker, Sergei discovers the wound in Sam's shoulder goes to his soul, but then his soul is going out deeper, like into the world, um, how he's connected to someone or something else. Obviously we know that's Chuck. Um, but he describes this piece of Sam's soul as, uh, like an elastic band that's being stretched and stretched and stretched. And eventually it's going to reach its limit and it's going to snap back and that's going to kill Sam. Uh, meanwhile, Dean is at the scrapyard. He's looking for the car and just finds it. <laughs> Pretty easy. <laughs> no problems Pretty here. Easy. Pretty easy. Uh, scrapyard um, really is so the place to go to hide a car, apparently. Uh, for some reason, I made a, a mention of liking Dean's jacket. Here. Okay. I, I don't remember Fair. what it looked like. I wrote that down, though. Um, uh, <laughs> Dean immediately finds her car, pops the trunk. Whoops, we got a body. Yep. And then he hears a click, uh, and he turns around, and it's Lee holding a gun to his head, and Lee knocks him out. Uh, just feel like Lee could have handled this a little better. He could have shown up being like, I checked this side. You go over and check that side. Meanwhile, uh, Cersei says he can fix Sam. Um, he puts some like weird looking paste onto the wound, says done. Eileen and Castiel are very skeptical until uh, Sam kind of starts spasming. And then Sam starts seeing like visions from Chuck's perspective. Eileen is concerned, but Cass is like, no, this is progress. This, this is good. This is good. This is a good thing. Um, he does this right before he comes. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. It's like, how do you know? <laughs> how do you know? Absolutely. I'm an age, Eileen. Stuff it. <laughs> I'm millions of years old, Eileen. She's like, well, then why didn't you learn sign language? And he's like, shut up, Eileen. I'm busy. Shut up, Eileen. <laughs> I lived in this bunker for like five years. You think I don't know what Sam looks like when he comes? Come on, <laughs> come on, Eileen. Um, what happened? Thursday says they made my it cast worse. impression is really getting worse and worse. I, sh- I think it's getting better and better. To be honest you with think? you, yeah, I did really do. I think it's coming along. Uh, Thank you. Thursday says he made it worse, and uh, Sam is going to die until he gets what he wants. Um, Eileen throws this dude to the wall and threatens to kill him, and he goes on a long spiel about how he, they don't even know the magical artifact that they're sitting on. He wants the key of death, and he describes it as like. Like a skull or something, like a like a branch like with a, a skeleton skull key with like a like an actual skull on it unlocks like a door. I I mean I just, I'm gonna hope that they actually use this at some point in the season because then that's a fun little foreshadowing thing. Yeah. Um, but as Eileen, you know, she's taking her hand off his throat, kind of realizing like, oh shit, we have to work with this guy, dude. Castiel f- again, fucking sniping from downtown, just like pulls out a photo. He's like, do you recognize this? It's your niece, my friend Bobby. He's like, he's <laughs> tracked her down. He's it like, that's my, that's my niece. That's just Sam naked. What are you doing with that picture? It's like, oh, sorry, oh, I'm sorry. Photo, Let me get him confused. Casually swipes without even looking. <laughs> <laughs> this. <laughs> um. 
Why are we writing Castiel and Sam fanfiction, Chris? What are we doing on this podcast? It's just, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Um, Castiel, ice cold, iron blooded Castiel, is like, yeah, my my friend Bobby's gonna kill your niece. We're not fucking around here, Sergey. Go fix Sam, and it works. It does. Uh, Castiel, um, his dick is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just so big. Uh, he Sam wakes up pretty quick. He's very confused why there's a Russian in there. Uh, the wound isn't healed, but he's pretty much the same as he was when before Sergei got here. Uh, and Sergei leaves and is like, "Hey Castiel, you have an enormous dick, and I feel like that is very Russian of you." And yeah, Castiel's like, "He's like, you have in- incredibly <laughs> big dick energy, and um, I never knew that about you before. Uh, and I just want to say I respect what you did. Call me anytime." <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Dean wakes up, uh, tied to a chair in the same basement we saw Angela in. Uh, he hears the monster in the cage in front of him, but he's not hooked up to the IV just yet. Uh, and then Lee arrives to explain his whole deal. Uh, his whole deal is that he was really fucked up after their thing in Arizona, uh, which killed a family or something. Um, he realized that like, with that kind of evil in the world, there's basically no good or evil. Nobody is good. So he found a merit in this town. And if you feed a Merid, it'll just give you money and health. Uh, and this whole thing is going looks, to be... It just looks like one of the aliens from the X-Files. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say it looks like one of those, like the blue guys from Avatar, but sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. So this dude was just hopeless and just decided he was going to capture and, and use a monster to stay rich and healthy. Um, and he starts going off about how, you know, we're owed happiness after everything that we've done. Um, what have you done, motherfucker? I've been watching yeah, the show for done? 15 years. I don't know you. I don't know who you are. And he says, uh, you know, good or bad, the world doesn't care. No one cares, Dean. Uh, and Dean's like, well, I do. I care. And I feel like this dude just sucking so much ass lights a fire under Dean's to just get him going a little bit. And he's like, fuck you, dude. I care. You know what? I'm the one who's doing the work. You quit 13 years ago or whatever, and you captured a monster and opened a shitty bar. That's right. I said it's shitty. It's a shitty bar. Absolutely. It's and a Lorna shitty bar. likes me better than you. We just met. Yeah. We're friends on Facebook and you've never accepted my friend request. Dean is real And big I got a Facebook. bigger round of applause for my performance than you did. <laughs> I love it here. I'm taking over your bar. I'm taking over. <laughs> it's my I'm bar now. That thing in there. We're going to name it Swayze's 2. <laughs> real sharp turn. He's calling Sam. <laughs> Sam, get out. Move out. We're moving out of the bunker. Bring your move shit. Move out of the bunker. <laughs> Bring the bunker boys. We we gotta remodel this joint. <laughs> They're gonna love this place. <laughs> and then it's just an uh, '80s montage of them cleaning the place out, erecting oh. a giant sports screen, <laughs> like for TV. I love it. I love it, dude. Um, this this whole thing, I. I I, I get what they're doing. Like this is this is Dean recognizing or not recognizing, but this is Dean working through his kind of um, disillusionment with the hunting profession, mm-hmm. with what they've done, with the fact that like Chuck is controlling everything and that nothing he's done has ever mattered, and he's seeing this from like the ground level of you know this is. And even, at some point, Lee even says like you know I'm the you that just realized none of this matters, and Dean like this is Dean figuring all that shit out. Yeah, I think Dean's this is being like Dean realizing that is like, oh, I don't, I don't like that person. I yeah. don't like that person who says none of this matters. That this guy sucks. I don't want to be like this guy. So fuck it. I guess I'll just keep going. Um, and Lee like basically says like, you know, if I, if you came around hunting, like if I had to pick between you and me, I'm gonna pick myself. Uh, he hooks Dean up to the IV and is like, yo, 
don't worry, once you lose enough blood, you'll, you'll pass out. And Dean's like, I, dude, I'm a hunter. <laughs> I know all about losing blood and yeah, passing I'm, out. I'm like, I'm what aware. the fuck? Thanks. Thank you. Um, and Dean ends up escaping and killing the monster, mostly off screen, yeah. which is extremely yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, 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 we get just to hear the noises mm-hmm. from upstairs. Like, this dude who thinks that he knows the Dean who was, what, like 23 last time he hung out with him? Yep. Um, Dean's Dean's built different now. Mm-hmm. Um. Like and where did he, where did he, he cut gets, the monster's head off with? Like I know he saw some tools over there, but like he breaks the chair by tipping it over and then just grabs like a rusty saw and takes out like, yeah, whatever this fucking creature is. I don't know because yeah, Dean comes up the fucking stairs and just throws the monster's head out. Baller move, dude. This is I mean, Dean and Castiel right now both have big <laughs> huge, dick energy huge and dick energy. It's, it's it's like kind of like how me and Autumn will think about the same joke at the same time. I think like it's just one of those connections. Yep. Like yep. They're, you're, they're vibing, dude. This is the definition of vibes. Right There's now. a little bit of a vibe going on. You know, they haven't really been able to reestablish their connection but they have they have established a vibe um they they do a little gunfighting then they realize they both run out of bullets so it's time to do uh a hand-to-hand fight um this is where lee says like you know i realized dude's like trying to relate to dean and dean's just like we are not friends we're not friends uh dean's like absolutely he's like why don't you just leave like just get out of here out we don't have to talk about this he's like no 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 i kill monsters and you're a monster um and then the show like shows them fighting with this extremely melodramatic music. And I think this is the reason that I came in with such negative energy is because like, I'm watching this. I don't care about this dude. Like I don't, right. I don't know him. The show has done a, like a pretty terrible um, job. Actually, of- Jeremy, this is a metaphor for Dean <laughs> defeating uh, the apathy he feels within his own self. But why does it have to um, be some dude that we didn't know from 15 years ago? Like, it's just because, dumb. Um, uh, because this is actually, uh, we don't know the, the apathetic Dean. He's not a character we know. We, uh, I don't know. Yeah. This it's, it's, they give it a little bit too much. Exactly. Bravado. Yeah. But, um, I guess, you know, I guess the only dr- thing dramatic about it is, like, Dean can't even have one fucking nice weekend <laughs> Also, killing that, a like, dude he used to chill with. And I think that's another thing that I have a problem with is, like, Dean has to learn this lesson, again, through hunting. Like, we, we talked about this a couple episodes where yeah. Dean's like, let's get back to it. Like, let's go relax with the hunt. I think it was actually the last episode. Dude, he could have he learned this same lesson from this guy just being like, who gives a shit, dude? I just run a bar now. This is way fucking better. Yeah. You know, this, you're never going to win. He could have just said all that same stuff without keeping a monster chained in his basement, you know? I, it's it's just so wild to me that they they went through all of this effort uh just to create this character presumably like put him 20 years in the past and then like okay now we're now we're just going to kill him and when he kills him like dean finally like wrestles a pool cue away from him and stabs him and the guy like has a speech and he's like okay do it and like dean pulls out the pool cue and the guy collapses over it he's like i love you dean and dean's like i didn't it was not that kind of relationship dude. Even, i don't, I don't understand re- accept my <laughs> facebook request <laughs> we were, and i thought you were dead yeah yeah i sent you my real name request on psn and i'm i, I still don't have that accepted that's weird dude that's so fucking that's weird pretty, that's pretty weird by the way i dated an angel i'm too good for you and yeah then he leaves. i've uh i've had sex with one angel and now i'm in a relationship relationship with a different angel um so what do you think of that and then he, he bleeds out with a confused look on his face i don't really understand why you're telling me this d i'm dead <laughs> uh and again it's just so overwrought and like it's like the, the episode is doing its very best to tell me this is an important thing that's happening and the important thing that happens is dean realizes that the job actually means something um and that he needs to get back in there that it's not just this like pure cosmic thing that they're dealing with all of the time that it's the man on the ground saving lives hunting things mm. the whole deal like like the classic motto and i and i and i totally understand that i just think that they went about this with like the most ham-handed way possible and again 
I know I'm being a little bit of a hypocrite because I've been complaining about them bringing back characters that we know to season 15, but now they're bringing back characters from season negative two that we don't know. And I yeah. think that's way worse. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't like them trying to add stuff from before. Um, that's already such well-trod territory that it's, I, for me, it's very hard. Um, you know, Dean had a girlfriend in season one. Remember, like the racist truck episode. He literally, like, it's like, oh yeah, he d- dated this girl for real. Like, there's just only there's only so many different facets that we can fill in, and a guy that John Winchester liked just doesn't fit into the equation anywhere. I, you know, and I'm, this makes me really curious how Jensen wants to handle, uh, like the Winchester prequel thing that he's trying to put mm-hmm. together, right? Because it's just, it's wild to me that there would be any like anything to mine from that particular vein i guess uh I'm not sure if i'm putting it together my better force correctly but yeah it's just no I, yeah i know what you mean it's just there's there's not a lot to to be pulled um, literally again unless that show is john winchester raising two boys while mary quote-unquote goes to work every day but really she's killing monsters i've said this before then she comes home every night john asks her how her day was she looks at the camera credits roll that's the only version of that show i want yeah Absolutely. Uh, I, but I just, I just, again, like this left a really bad taste. In fact, I've, I've actually been really positive throughout this whole episode until this ex- exact scene. So I guess it's literally just this, the concept of them creating this much. dude just to kill him off and to, and it also just kind of retroactively ruin some of the characterization of Dean as like this person who is, I think Dean would be a different person if he had like a John Winchester friend there between him and, and John when Sam was away mm. for college, right? Like, Mm-hmm. You remember those early early seasons where it, I think Dean would like, like default to goes, military mode and everything? Like, right? I don't. He goes back to Sam because I mean, at the time, the fiction of the show kind of made it seem like Sam, Dean, and John were really the only very few people who were who were doing this. Now there's eight billion hunters, um, but there's also I think there's this sort of like isolation that Dean felt in the in the years that Sam was gone. You know he. He has this weird relationship with his father who's off running missions all the time. He has a little bit of freedom, but he's alone. Uh, he doesn't have his brother who he's taken care of his whole life. And suddenly he's just like, what the hell am I supposed to do with myself? <laughs> you know, I'm hunting monsters because that's what dad says to do. But like, I need my, you know, what, who am I doing this for? Why am I, what am I fighting for? I, I think that all would have been very different, like you said, if he had a buddy. You know, if he had like a good friend who he was hunting with and working with, which makes it seem like this is what this was. Um, so yeah, you know, it's maybe, maybe let's not touch that stuff anymore. Let's just let it be. We have our, our characterization, but whatever. And this, and this feels different than like, Hey, we've run across a hunter that knew John or something, or we've run across a a hunter that knew Bobby or that we knew back in the day, because it's much more of a, you know, I knew John Winchester, John played us a song. We went on hunts together. Like it's much more of a like built in relationship that I feel is, is completely unnecessary to the plot of this episode. Like this could have just been another hunter. Um, but they really lean into like this relationship that Dean has in order to like let Dean blow off steam. But I feel like they could have just done that. <laughs> like they could have just done it without any of this extra stuff. So yeah. Anyway, I will stop complaining now. We can finish the episode. But I, th- this All is right. the reason that I walked into the the podcast room with uh, negative energy today. So I hear you. I hear you. Um. Well, quick, Dean quickly he gets back to the bunker. 
Uh, now he's, you know, he's finally able to check his phone. <laughs> Um, it's like three days later. He's like, "Yo, Lorna, actually, real quick, I did forget to get my phone back from you." Can I? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's the one that says it's the one that says FBI and tape on the back. Can you hand me that he's one? Like, and she, Lorna's like, "Oh, I think your wife has been calling you uh, Samantha." Is that who? He's like, "Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, okay, <laughs> let me call." Um, anyway, yeah, he rushes back to the uh, bunker. He sees Castiel. They have this like awkward exchange of like, "Uh, uh hey," <laughs> um, but there is there's no time to dwell on it. They run in to see Sam, who's finally woken up, and they immediately, they just, they just get into it, and Sam, he wakes up, and he's like, I was just in Chuck's head when I was KO'd. We saw him, like, seeing flashes of, like, the conversation with Amara and stuff like that. Um, he has seen Chuck's memories. He sees that Chuck is weak, and he ends the episode by saying, I think we can beat him. I think we can beat God. Boom. Good stuff. Uh, I feel like this is also kind of well-tried territory. I kept expecting this to happen. I guess in my head it already happened, even though they haven't explicitly done it on screen. Um, it's one of the dangers of like doing some of this. Um, th- I can't remember the the terminology for the thing where like the viewer knows more than the characters on the screen. Like I've, I've just dramatic irony, dramatic irony. Like I just ke- I kept expecting them to figure this out. So like now that they figured it out, I'm like, all right, we can start season 15 on episode eight. Yeah. Finally, yeah. Right, we're ready to attack God or whatever. Like we, all of our characters have come come home. Like everybody's gotten over all their bullshit. Um, we've done all of our emotional labor. I want to I want to rewind real quick to Dean and Castiel meeting uh, right before this conversation because Dean's like, "Hey, is Sam okay?" Is like, "He's fine." I mean, he's still got the wound, and Dean's like, "Okay, but." And Castiel just like big dick walks out of the fucking room, and <laughs> Dean's face of like, I, "I I am so frustrated with this person that I love right now" is so fucking hilarious to me. Like the he's Dean, just like the look Gah! on Dean's face is I did not know his big his dick got that. <laughs> while i was gone what happened to my to, to my little dick angel God, that sounds so bad we shouldn't say that we gotta stop we gotta yeah we gotta we gotta stop using memes from fucking three years ago oh jesus christ um so yeah i, I guess to, to to round us out I, I i'm really mixed about this episode uh i think most most of it is good it's got some hilarious lines and some hilarious moments uh the eileen and sam stuff continues to be extremely sweet uh, Sam's complete nervousness about a woman coming onto him is is extremely hilarious to me. Just immediately sweating. Um, I, I I I like a lot of this. It's just like all of this Dean stuff just seemed like really like it, I felt like I was wasting my season finale time, uh, or series finale time. I'm I'm here. I'm I'm ready for the attack on God or a, a plan to come together or to to get the crew back together. It or, should have been called season fifteen attack on God. <laughs> I mean, like I just you know we're seven episodes in. Like, yeah, I, I know Dean's going to come back around, and I appreciate that you guys are going through kind of like doing some emo- this emotional labor, but also I inventing this dude just really irritated me for some reason. And now I will yeah. shut up about it, and because I liked I guess the rest of the episode. How did you feel, Chris? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was more positive on it because I had low expectations. And um, I, my, my biggest wish for this episode was that it, Dean didn't have to hunt anything. He just got to chill. And we, got, and we just did meta stuff with Sam and Cass. Um, Dean just had his phone turned off. He took a mental health vacation. And he came back hungover but recharged and being like, let's kick some ass. Sam's got great news when he gets back. High fives all around. Um, you know, Castile's swinging left and right. We're all nervous around that thing now. But um, yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> Dean's like, we gotta strap that down to your thigh, dude. This is too too much. Anybody got a cup or I don't know what we do. Yeah, you're you're, this is this this is just distracting at this point. Um, Yeah, this is good. 
Um, All right. <laughs> we should we should get out of this before we continue talking. We're not going to make that joke anymore. I'd say immediately making that joke. We're we need to get out of here before we we continue to talk about Castiel's dick. I think that's a bad okay. Bye. See you next time. Yeah. Thank you for listening, everybody. We very much appreciate it. Uh, Patreon.com slash Monster of the Week if you want to donate to us for making dick jokes. Mm-hmm. This is your first time listening. I promise you, uh, we are awesome. we are way better and sometimes way worse than this on various episodes. So go check out the other previous episodes. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Bossweek.cool for merch and all this other stuff that we have. Uh, we'll be back next time with God blesses him who helps his brother. Positively wild combination of a Buckley main written episode directed by Richard Spate Jr. All right. I'm going to put my my uh, my hate goggles on. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was weird. Sorry. I got off on a random tangents of that. My bad. It's fine. <laughs> Fucking weirdo Jeremy Greer here. The file. No, yeah. See, your your Will Smith rant. It's uh, it's not racist to get an actor's name wrong. Yeah. But it's but it, but then when you start to go, wait, is that racist? That's when he got trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I should just name the episode. Jeremy did a racism and then cut it out of the podcast. <laughs> just to make people think. Uh. All right. Well, I have to go just, put t- together a um, a uh, portable heater for my wife. So. Oh wow! But we're not allowed to name the episode "Big Dick Swinging." You think? Oh, I will name the episode Big Dick Swing. That's no problem. That's <laughs> no, absolutely no Iron-blooded iron cast. No. Just a swingin'. What if we called it Iron Rod Castiel? Iron Rod <laughs> Castiel? Okay. Going forward, that's, that'll be my nickname for him. Do you like how I uh, asked everybody what to name the episode from this week, and everybody said a different thing that wasn't OP Sounds Kind of Toxic, and then I just named it OP Sounds mm-hmm. Kind of Toxic anyway? I was... Yeah, it was my favorite of the options. Just, so. uh, just trying to, you know, get engagement that I am then later going to ignore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, have a good one, dude. I will uh, right. talk to you later. Catch you later, bro. Bye. I was sitting here not doing anything, Chris. I wasn't. I wasn't prepared. I was. I was not even ready for this. But you. But you just texted me. <laughs> I don't know. I texted you. I got into the chat, and then I was like, "Let me look at Facebook for twenty minutes." Mm. Facebook. I know, dude. It's the worst. I didn't hold on. Uh, I took one too few uh, volumes of Berserk. My microphone's not high enough. Oh no! Go get volume eight. Here we go. The one where volume everybody eight, dies. <laughs> All right. I was uh, I was about to fall asleep on the couch. Damn, bro! I was uh, working, trying to um, uh, fit in some Animal Crossing into my day. They dropped the new update a day early. Dude, Can you believe that? What shit? is? Why did that happen? That's hilarious to me that they would just do that. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't always, know. You always want <laughs> like, video game companies to do that, and then they never do. Yeah, last night they just pushed the update, and now there's like the free update with the like 2.0 version of the game, which is a ton of content. Um, and then there's like paid DLC that's basically like its own side game. Um, 
I'm wondering if maybe that comes out tomorrow, but they just wanted to get everybody updated and, and into the free stuff now. I don't know. Um, it's very exciting, though, because I, I remember, you know, first getting Animal Crossing, first couple of days going through the excitement of it all, and then you get into your grind. You're like, all right, I have to do X, Y, and Z, and I got to work for it, and I'm going to do my dailies and get everything set up. I'm going to have a good time. Um, haven't had that experience since, like, April of mm-hmm. last year, <laughs> and suddenly it's like, oh, shit, like, I have 470 hours in this game, Jeremy. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I'm like trying to buy all the new stuff that they just released. And then there's, there's, the, there's money, uh, in-game money. They're called bills. Yeah, yeah. And then there's um, Nook Miles, which is like rewards points that you spend. But you, you have to complete tasks to get those. I, got, I have 470 hours worth of Nook Miles stored up. And suddenly they're just gone. <laughs> all, of, all of it's gone. I got to keep working. This... um. I know it's a pretty hack joke nowadays, but I've never played an Animal Crossing game, and every time I hear anybody talk about Animal Crossing, including you and everybody on the Discord, it just sounds like a capitalist nightmare. It just sounds like, mm-hmm. I owe money, I have to get more money, does anybody want to buy my turnips? Can I buy your turnips? Can I yeah. sell my turnips in your shop? All this kind of other stuff. And like, I think it was... It's not here that, for it. that was that was sort of like the running joke of like yeah dude like it's a capitalist nightmare and then people started realizing like oh you know tom nook the guy who loans you the money he never makes you pay it back like if you want a better house if you want better stuff you got to pay him back but like if i'm if he's like all right here's fifty thousand dollars and or, or to, you know a fifty thousand dollar loan to buy a house you got the house pay me back whenever you get it and then he just never asks for it again you just have forever to pay him back so if you never want a better house if you're just good with that house he's good he's never gonna bother you about it is i was like when when everybody got excited about the 2.0 update with all of the stuff that they announced and like twitter went crazy about it and mm-hmm. it was like this is everything that i've ever wanted from an animal crossing game except you still can't craft from the storage or something yeah. Um, it made me think like I was like well is this the time should I, should I check it out like I've got a I've got a switch like and I've got I've, I've got maybe a little free time every day to, to mm-hmm, pop mm-hmm. in and, and do an island but now I feel like I am just I'm so well behind the curve on everything like I know it's not like competitive or anything I just yeah no I feel like I've missed two years worth of worth of stuff so I just shouldn't even bother like I just I'm not gonna get into it it's not gonna be enjoyable it just I mean me. it really just depends if you just want to have like a chill video game place to hang out i think that's sort of the core of it it's like do you desire this thing um that and like do you just you know do you enjoy like a management sim it's a very very light management sim just because you're designing your island right you don't really have to manage anything you're just designing it um but yeah just it's just like if you just want to chill and like talk to like little funny animals if not then like you're good you're not missing anything i don't know i just i kind of want to um I don't know, shoot people that don't look like me in a, in a, in a weird desert for <laughs> some sort of, I don't know, like empire agenda. I wonder if there's a vid- any video sure, games sure, like sure, that. Sure, <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Maybe sure, we sure. can theme it in like World War II stuff. That would be also interesting World to War me. II Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. And it, We're like, it, you can design your island and stuff, but like, also you got to dig a trench. <laughs> yeah, you got to dig a trench and you got to drop uh, mustard gas on a, like some innocent people. Yeah. And then yeah. how much, how many bells for the mustard gas, Tom? <laughs> I'm surprised that there isn't like an indie game on steam that's animal crossing but like war crime version i'm sure there is like there's gotta be like there's there's no question in my mind that there's, there's gotta be yeah there's gotta be i mean there's that uh excuse me there was that like stardew kind of game that was like where you were a necromancer like graveyard mm-hmm. keeper or something mm-hmm. like that um so people have definitely played with those kind of like take the wholesome indie game space and, and or take the wholesome video game and, and turn it on its head thing but i don't know i played yeah. that graveyard keeper game and it was just 
it was just a grind. Like it was just like, yeah. oh, I have to do this one thing for like 17 weeks before I'm a, I can afford the next thing, and that's not any fun. So, see, Stardew Valley, you know, whether another game is like mechanically better or like has like a better aesthetic or whatever, Stardew Valley and games like it work so well or make you want to keep playing because there's like always something new. And we talk about this all the time, but when we all, all of us podcast boys started playing Stardew Valley for the first time, we were so excited to talk about it because it's like it was like the playground thing of like wait but did you do did you this, get this thing did you get this? i heard i heard that if you do this you'll unlock this like I, it was just so much the, to I, do I, I unlocked the bus did you unlock the bus oh my god you can there's a bus yeah. what are you talking about like in a way everything in that game is optional like you just keep going you're just trying to make more money um and like you know i think the core like goal of stardew valley is to restore the community center by you know yeah. finding all the items that you need for it right um but like i didn't even really know about that like i not that i didn't know about it but i wasn't really like focused on it like my first playthrough i was just trying to get to the bottom of the dungeons um and then everything that i just happened to find along the way and then seeing all of the playthroughs that jess has done and she's just she tells me about stuff that's not even from a new update it's from like the original version of it uh and i'm just like i don't even know what that is i literally i never found i'm not friends with krobus i yeah. barely know krobus <laughs> like finding out that um because my my go-to and we, we may have talked about this twice on the podcast uh, before so uh pardon if this is the same story but my go-to for presents for the town because it was so cheap and easy to make was beer like i would just mm. give alcohol to ever like i'd go in the town every night and i would just hand beer to people and most people just loved beer like it was just a it was a it's it's a very it's a very realistic society <laughs> just as much of a social lubricant as it is in real life um except for one guy um i can't remember his name now um it's, it's probably dude, sebastian it's probably it was that dude do you remember uh nikki's friend who the character was based on do you remember that dude um Mm-mm. i don't know no it's not shane is it it's shane yeah it's shane that shane's is, an alcoholic yeah because i would give him and i would give him beer every single day and it yeah. was like i would just he would i would just show up at the bar and hand him a beer and he was so appreciative and then one day i went into like whatever shop and shane was like passed out on the floor and like people yeah. were looking for him and everybody was concerned and i was like what in the fuck i'm sorry I don't what <laughs> everybody's side eyeing Jeremy the farmer because they're like mean he's to. been like really I had no idea this dude drunk. <laughs> I, just, I just gave him one beer like I just I buy, I buy around for the for the house every single night every time I go to the bar I buy around because that's and that's every time you give Shane do. a beer he's like thanks Jeremy this is my favorite. How'd you know? And you go, everyone knows everybody Shane. Everybody knows Shane. Everybody knows. You <laughs> everyone <laughs> knows this is your favorite, man. You walk you walk down the right aisle at Target, you've got hearts popping up above your head. Okay. We know. We know what it is. Like you're you're just you yeah. just like you like the sauce a little too much. And see, this um, is this is why Stardew Valley is the game for everybody. Because you can have a ten minute conversation about the alcoholic who you're giving beer to, um, and all of his heart events. Um, you could talk about going through the dungeon or like doing secret quests or just the farming aspect of it. There's like 25,000 different things you could talk about. Um, I feel like really anybody could play Stardew Valley uh, and it's on literally everything. You can play yeah. that shit on your phone now. Yeah. That's crazy. I can't imagine that that works very well, but yes. <laughs> like I'm I excited to, in 10 years from now to download the iOS version of Shadow of the Colossus. It's going to be great, dude. <laughs> I, f- I feel like you could probably with PS Now, you can probably just do that right now, right? Like, yeah. 
like you could probably just give PlayStation some dollars and play Shadow of the Colossus on. You probably can. Some some mountains are scaled, others are slain. You know what I mean? Jeremy? <laughs> I too, I too, man. That's fuck it. If that isn't the motto of this podcast, I don't know what is. <laughs> some mountains that are was, scaled. That was some are that, slain. the supernatural mountain. Some mountains are scaled, <laughs> others are slain. Some are slain. What a so, what a good tagline. Like I, the reason I am telling you the tagline of Shadow of the Colossus is because I'm standing next to the poster uh-huh. that I've had since I was 15. Yep. Um, um, the one from the so official know, PlayStation yeah, magazine. Literally says I know, right there. I, I know the ca- this place has come come with me through multiple moves. Yep. It's and it mm-hmm. stays up. It's very faded. Um, good but shit. what a what a good tagline for good that tagline, game, dude. It's great. Uh, and, and there's another game where like you could have a bunch of conversations about it and then come up with a bunch of different stuff. Like you, you and I have talked extensively about that that game, and it ends up being a conversation of like, have you seen this rock from this other rock? And it's yep. re- it's really yep. pretty. And then other people are like, you know, if you drop off the hand at a special time, you can get uh, less. You you can you can hit the the spot here, and then all of a sudden you can take him down at two hits instead of three. Like you can go whichever direction you want to go with that game, which is always very exciting. It's a perfect video game. It's a perfect video game. Aren't too many of those. That's one of them. That's one of them. Uh, did you watch Elden Ring stuff? Yeah, so I skimmed through it. I had a, I had a work call, but um, mm-hmm. I, I just kept thinking the audacity for this to be one of my busiest days at work for the Elden Ring <laughs> gameplay trailer to be dropping uh, and for the new Animal Crossing update to be coming out. I don't have time for it all. <laughs> It's uh, it's like they they just said it yesterday. I think they were like, "Hey, here's we're gonna be doing 15 minutes mm-hmm. of gameplay. Like, set your calendar." And I was like, "What?" What? Um, what? Huh? <laughs> like these are scheduled weeks in advance. What are you doing? Um, and I was, I it's was pretty, it's pretty fucking unreal, man. <laughs> it's, you know, I, I think the last time we spoke about it on this podcast, I, I expressed concern about being just like Dark Souls four or whatever. And I feel like it is definitely Dark Souls four in a lot of ways. Like you can definitely tell, uh, there's a lot of animations, like some of the spells and mm-hmm. stuff are exactly the same. Um, but there's so much more on top of it that it feels like, the like this dude's like crawling through a castle i'm going to try to like not to completely spoil like actual stuff but like you're going through a castle and this dude just jumps off the side like you could just jump down there's, yeah. it doesn't seem to be fall damage like i'm sure that there's like unjumpable stuff like you can't jump off a cliff or whatever but like mm-hmm. it, he just jumped down like that's like that in a dark souls game he just jumped chris yeah <laughs> they just wanted to give you you know more freedom of mobility which is mm-hmm. awesome um and it's going to be interesting. There's a, there's a lot of open world games. I don't know how FromSoft handles that, right? Yeah. Um So it'll it'll be cool to see what they do. My favorite things, like I know you're not super into Elder Scrolls or anything like that, but my favorite thing in those games, and I guess in The Witcher too, is when you're just wandering around and like and you just come upon an event. That's my favorite shit. So if yes. they're going to be pulling that kind of stuff in Dark Souls, like I'm, I'm very fucking excited. <laughs> That's, I mean, that was like the Breath of the Wild thing for me, right? Like just like the, exactly the moment that you see a dragon in Breath of the Wild, and you're like, did I fuck up? Is this, yeah. is this nature, <laughs> dude? Seeing that dragon for the first time, in Breath of the Wild is like life changing. I, I don't, even, I don't think I ever tried to fight that thing or do. I didn't ever fucked with that thing. Oh, I, I definitely, I, I rode all but three of those. But seeing it for the first yeah. time, it's just like. You just you get like fucking full body chills. You're like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You feel like you made a mistake. You're like, oh, I shouldn't be seeing this. There's mm-hmm. no way that mm-hmm. I should be seeing this right now. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm uh, 
the Elden Ring 15 minutes got me way back excited about Elden Ring now. So I bought the collector's edition and I'll download mm-hmm. a pre-order a digital version too. So I'm spending mm-hmm. way too much money on a video game. Uh-huh. Because what are we going to do? I mean, the world is burning down around us. Who cares about like where your cash if is you right can't, now? If you can't go all out on one game every couple of years, I mean... What, I told, are I told Autumn to liquidate the 401k so I could buy the, the, the premium edition that comes with the actual helmet. Like, let's just fucking yeah, close down that, that 401k. Fucking, I mean, what, what, are we going to be here in 60 years? Ain't no way, dog. Ain't no yeah. way. I, don't, I ain't going to need that then. I need it now. Couldn't be me alive at 60. Couldn't be Could me. not be me. <laughs> Could not be me. Dark Places with Jeremy Greer and Chris Mosher. Hey, hey. That's, that's, our next, that's our follow-up podcast. Dark Places. Dark Places. Local Bones knows Dark Places. Uh, my friend Gary is covering one of the Fallout games for... Uh, watch out for fireballs i think um and I, I just every time i hear people talk about that game i just every, every time i've tried to play it i've not got anywhere with it and it's just do wild. you know which one he's playing i think three he's gonna hate that game right i don't know i think he's played them all before like i think he's a fallout guy um because huh. i know i feel like i mean I don't, I don't claim to know his taste in games but i just feel like there's like the core audience who is really into like the first two which I know is made by a different developer. I don't know a ton about Fallout. Um, and then Bethesda came up and they just made Oblivion with guns um, with Fallout 3. Now, I liked Fallout 3 when I played it, um, but I like have really fallen off hard with those games. Um, I think that Bethesda's, like the Bethesda Game Studios, whatever, have kind of gotten worse with every game release. Um, I, I don't know. Like My love Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim, but I think I love Skyrim like a little bit less than Oblivion. And Fallout Four is like at like Morrowind level four. No, I mean I love Morrowind too. I don't know. I just feel like they just they're just getting worse. They're just getting worse. Um, I can see that. I tried they keep every adding one design elements that are m- making the games less fun, um, less like I don't I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to put into words. So like as much as I'm super excited for the future of elder scroll six or whatever like that's the kind of game i feel like i can't be hyped for it until i'm like actually playing it and can see like after you know even with skyrim when skyrim first came out i did like the main quest or whatever and then just completely fell off of it um because it didn't have those same like hooks that oblivion did for me granted being 15 versus being 21 or whatever i was it's a little bit different you know yeah. some of the some of the childishness had worn off some of that whimsy had gone away um oh yeah catch me being recommended like everybody telling me i should play fables and i was like i mean i wasn't even that old i was like 26 or something and like mm. you start that game and people are just farting on each other and i'm like i i, I, I just maybe i i don't know i'm not this isn't yeah. is this supposed to be i don't know i'm not into this like i don't like this yeah. at all i'm just not gonna play yeah. this game i think it was fable yeah. that sounds like a fable game yeah that's definitely a fable thing, yeah. Um, obviously, I love Skyrim, but it just it didn't it didn't quite have that same impact because I can go back and play Oblivion and still like completely immerse myself in it. It looks way worse, like the te- technical limitations are like way worse. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow I can like step into that game and I'm like I feel it, I feel it, and I that's probably just a nostalgia thing. But um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I I'm played, excited for uh, Elden Ring. I played. <laughs> Uh, since we last spoke, I have played and finished Hellblade: Sinuous Sacrifice, mm-hmm. um, which everybody talked about as being like this weird allegory for for mental health stuff. Uh, and played kind of like a God of War light game. Um, that game is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, played on the super fancy Xbox X Series X or whatever. Uh, and I 
just totally checked out of the story kind of part way through mm-hmm. it was a lot i'm of, having a real hard time with with video game stories lately um it was just a lot of I like get, uh, i literally what is this every other fucking week i say this yeah don't worry really text. i don't like story and yet i play visual novels yeah. again it's different i separate the two i'm separating the two um but it was just a lot I'm of playing, like dudes telling you norse stories yeah. and like yeah. your character just kind of like you're there to like save your BF or whatever, and I'm I was I was I'm here to save BFs. I want to save BFs. And yeah, let me BFs. save a BF. Yeah, no problem. Um, but it was just a lot of like really pretty like let me walk through this thing while my character freaks out about everything. Uh, and there were some like super heavy metal. This this shit is crazy wild visuals. Uh, and that that pulled me through the game. But like I don't know, dude. Like the combat is exactly the same every single encounter. Um, and it's mm-hmm. it was just kind of like oh okay i'm gonna go repeat this process again fun Mm -hmm. all right and then got to the end and i was like oh they i I, I expected there to be a twist where all of the mental health stuff just happened um like i'll but like i've always had in my mind in that game that like it was actually set in real life and your character has invented all this norse stuff Mm. around her to deal with all of her shit and it's not that at all (laughs) so i was i kept expecting this huge (laughs) twist and did not get it at all so anyway yeah i feel like games just need to be a little less written i think the last of us unfortunately set a bar that everyone thinks they need to meet now and everything's just getting worse and worse i am um i'm playing they they announced a new star ocean Mm -hmm. at the sony thing i thought it looked absolutely terrible but it made me just want to go back and play the old Star Ocean games. So I got uh, the first one, which is on PS4. And, um, you know, it, but it's a remake of like a PS1 game or whatever. And it's just like, it's so simple. Like, oh no, a disease is like hurting everyone in your village and you got to go travel and try to find a cure. Okay, great. We're on an adventure now. Like, they don't, they're not trying to oversell anything. And I was just like immediately so into it because it's allowing me to impart thoughts and feelings into it without having it like, immediately been like well well, listen here ellie this is how you're supposed to feel um this is the same thing i'm struggling with with the medium which is you know the silent hill cosplay (laughs) game and the gameplay is so cool it looks so great um but this girl she's just talking to herself the entire time she won't stop talking she's like you'll you'll find a fucking book and there's a key in the book and she's just like hmm a key with a ribbon tied to the end sometimes Sadness is like a ribbon that you wear around your neck. Dad used to love ribbons. And then I'm just like, what? What? You, what? What? Like, I'm trying to imagine a Silent Hill protagonist thinking any of those thoughts. You, All Silent Hill protagonists are, are no thought, head empty, killed my wife, gotta find, gotta find flesh her, monster. Gotta find the dead That's wife. That's it. Yeah. Do you think then, like every 15 better? minutes you find a weird person who says three things to you that don't make sense and then it's over? Do you think that it works better because there's just, there was just less voice acting back in the day? Like, do you think it's just the mm. people like actually having to hear stuff instead of just read it and like build it in your mind a little bit? Because Maybe. I feel like the Maybe. medium was was especially like that. Like, if I had just gotten and when I was playing Octopath Traveler, I think this was the last one where I just turned the voices off in the game and had a much better mm. time with it because I was reading faster in the text box that they were speaking, so that I was interrupting the voices constantly. So just just get rid of them. Who cares about voice acting yeah. anymore? Yeah, I just think. I mean, all your favorite games are basically ones where there's like significantly less. Not your, I just mean, I guess our our favorite games. Yeah, yeah. We, we the, tend to the love Royal, games. the Hall of Monster of the Week podcast <laughs> favorite game. Again, g- going back to Shadow of the Colossus, Colossus, one of the most yep. emotionally affected games I've ever played. What do you it's think? Like, Twenty six does, minutes doesn't fucking of dialogue. Say he just calls like, his horse. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's probably like five to ten minutes of spoken dialogue in that game, maybe. 
Yeah. I may be forgetting like about some cutscenes, so like possibly 20, but like no, no more than that compared to the last of us, which is probably like three and a half hours worth of dialogue. Yeah. And again, I loved the last of us the like 10 times that I played it, but there's just like, okay, that was a thing. I don't, I don't need all games to be like this. And I think all games are very much trying to be like that. Um, I don't know. I'm a, fic- I'm a, I'm kind of a fickle bitch as you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So who knows? I say one thing this week, next week I say something else. <laughs> Whenever, whenever I like come up with a new feeling on something, I just assume that's the way I've always felt and always will feel. Nope, not at all. <laughs> Despite history constantly telling me that's not true. Um, Autumn has a, a a work relationship that she describes sometimes as um, this dude just whatever he hears last is the thing that's in his brain like get the foremost. <laughs> so, and she's just been able to very carefully manage it to make sure like she just sneaks in the last thing that whatever he she wants him to do. Um, so like like he had the idea to like hire this guy that used to work with the company, and she was like, maybe that's a bad idea. And he's like, you know what, that's maybe a bad idea. And then he talked to the guy again, and he was like, I don't know, maybe he would be a fit. And she's like, mm, but you remember and he's like you know what you're right you're absolutely right <laughs> and i feel like that's that's you and i about video games like the, the last thing that annoys us is the thing that has annoyed us <laughs> our entire fucking lives <laughs> yep yep oh god i'm like oh god i'm so, i'm the worst i literally just like i complain about everything i'm annoyed by everything um and then i don't know i don't know anyway i like this episode of supernatural can you believe that yeah let's talk about that because uh i didn't uh, so <laughs> We gonna fight. I think I texted you, being like, "Oh, did it suck? Like, I'm ready to just dunk on something. I'm in. The, I'm in a mood to just dunk on something." You today. were, yeah. And you were like, "No, it didn't suck, but it didn't really do anything for me." So I'm like, "All right, here we go. Here we fucking go. Jensen's getting on stage. I heard about that. That's gonna hurt me inside." Um, and then I watched it, and I was like, "Oh, it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine." <laughs> 